Okay, grade 10s, we have come out of the idea of the French Revolution, but of course what we find is that the French Revolution's ideas are going to spread. And the most logical place for ideas of a revolutionary kind to spread first would be the colonies of the said French space. Now, I want to give you a bit of a backstory that's probably not, in, you won't find this in the textbook very easily. What you should know is that when we look at the the island that is Haiti, it actually was first occupied by the by the by Spain. Uh, if you you remember, we might have covered already Columbus. Christopher Columbus ends up going to Spain or gets money from Spain in order to go and look for the new world and all of that. And he finds this island, and so it first gets taken over by the Spanish. They call it Hispaniola. So the whole island then gets called that, and they call it Saint Domingo. But what happens is France at the same time or around that time realizes that um, there's some valuable resource that you've got to know that with the whole Caribbean area being little islands in the midst of the ocean, one thing you've got is you've got good natural resource there. So you've got land that is surrounded by water, and that's always going to mean fertility for the land, and that's a big deal. So... Why am I telling you this? Is because this is how France gets related to Haiti. So France ends up coming and fights a war with Spain and the island gets split in two. Now that's actually where our story starts. So I wanted you just to see that. So the western side of the island is going to be taken over by France, of course. And they are going to actually take the name it already had, which was Saint-Domingo. And they're going to end up changing it to Saint-Domaine, which is a more French way of, of saying that. Now here's the thing. The reason why France was so interested in this space is because it was so, as I said, rich in natural resources. They could make sugar, there's cotton, coffee and cocoa. And even to these to this day, though, these areas are well known as, as the source of these of these resources, so to speak. Now what you must remember about colonies specifically is that they often get set up so that the the colonizers don't destroy their own natural resources, which is obviously terribly selfish and opportunistic. It's terrible what they do with this. So they they want to exhaust other resources. So what happened is for the French, they saw it as an awesome opportunity to create a great economic market there, which true it was. The problem is they started shipping in maybe even too many slaves to that area. And what happened is they exploited the land. Now, guys, I don't know if you know this, but when you exploit even natural resources too much land and you don't give it time to restore itself, you can end up destroying the very land itself and the usefulness of it. And if you go and study St. Domain today, in fact, it's a brilliant video on YouTube uh, from Vox. They are like a documentary filmmaking company as well. And if you go look on Vox and you find Haiti, Vox, it's brilliant. You'll see they speak about this stuff. So anyway, so the French come onto this area. They um, they have they send people in. Obviously, with the French colonies, remember the France is going through the revolution, so a lot is changing in France. So there are free people there, people of of free nature in France after what they've gone through. And this, ironically, is what's going to cause the trouble in Haiti too. So what they did was they called the, the French colonists that end up on the island of Haiti are called mulattoes. And um, there's obviously black slaves as well that are there and the children of these slaves. And obviously they put a, uh, unfortunately, because it's not France directly, there is a little bit of autonomy. They can work on their own. They put another system in place, which ironically is like the opposite, obviously, of the French Revolution, if you want to 
look at it more specifically. So it's contradictory because now, yeah, you get onto this island that's supposed to come from France and be relating to France, and what you have is racism, really. You've got what they call here in your textbook, I'm on page 113, the caste system. Okay, so the colonists obviously on top, the mulattoes in the middle because they're the mixed race people. In South Africa, we call we would call it the colored community. Um, and then there's the the slaves that are at the bottom. And as is often the case, when you bring in slaves to a colony, they will always tend to outnumber the rest because they're just considered labor. They're not considered human beings, which is obviously terrible in itself. Um, so obviously what's happening is there's connection between France and this island because it's owned by France. And so whatever's going on in France is going to make its way to, to the island, of course. So you can naturally think that as this little island develops and becomes gets its own nature, as messy as it was, and it was messy, they start wanting independence. And that's that's fair. Any, I mean, a lot of that fight for independence from colonization has been happening over the years, you know, in the last hundred years or so. So what happens too is now you've got all these people fighting for their own rights. And again, that's perfectly fair. And obviously what's going what's gonna to happen? That's going to turn into a war eventually at some point. So what happens is when these little colonies start getting clever, if you want to call it that, then obviously the colonists are going to start saying, wait a minute, we better go and put our fists down hard and show them who's in charge. So yeah, we see already that in 1790, uh, uprising obviously gets crushed by the French. That's natural. They've got more resources. They can do that. So it says in 1791, French revolutionary government granted citizenship to wealthy free men of color on Saint-Domingue. Okay, so that's obviously going to happen. And now there's other classes of people. So the other classes of people, again, now they're going to revolt. So now in 1791, August, a revolt again happens. And this time it's going to obviously start seeing a lot of people getting killed. And what you must remember is there comes a point where diplomacy obviously falls away. It's terrible that I can say this or that it's even true that I'm saying this, but it is. There comes a point where blood has to be shed. And I know it sounds terrible and it and it's... You know why, guys, why it's so unfortunate? It's unfortunate because human beings can't treat each other with dignity. That's the sad reality. That's where we push it to when this goes as horribly wrong as it does. So we move on. From In May 1792, uh, the French Legislative Assembly declared that all free men of color in the colonies but not slaves would be granted full and civil rights and political rights. Uh, and they send soldiers to St. Domain to restore order. Now, you know, that's not going to help the story because the slaves are the majority and they are people too. So that, of course, becomes an issue. And then it gets even worse because in February of 1793, France declares war on Britain and the next month on Spain. That's very cocky and silly to do, um, especially when Spain is controlling the eastern half of your island. The slave forces in St. Domain join forces with the Spanish to fight against the French. Okay, uh, so that's logically going to be bad news for the French. So what does the French do? They're going to obviously now try and calm the storm and they, f they free all the slaves under their command. That's huge, of course. So think about what's happened. The, obviously, the colonists have freedom. The, the, the mulattoes had the freedom as the middle class, kind of, you want to look at them in that way. Now, finally, even the slaves. So this is a huge change. So in February 1794, the French National Convention finally abolished slavery. They had to. There was no more anything that they could go on and they get um, full civil and political rights. 
Now, of course, yeah, you can almost say like in South Africa after 94, it's almost like a new country is going to be born. So what you have got is you've got a guy that rises to the top very quickly. He's intelligent. Um, he's educated. He was a slave. And that would that would gain the respect of the slaves because it's one of us and we're the majority and all of that. So to Saint L'Overture, he is the man that becomes this key leader that's going to be the leader of what's going to happen. He's intelligent, as I said. Now, this is the trouble, unfortunately, when you stick your head out. It's almost like that if you've seen that game at the game center's whack-a-mole. When someone sticks their head out, even as a good leader with good intention, the chances of you getting whacked like the mole is, is quite good. So Toussaint actually gets a lot done and he actually almost brings a bit of peace um, into the situation, which is good. He actually was doing something useful and it might have gone a very good way if things could just be left as it was. Um, maybe the problem for Toussaint is that in 1801, He's the ruler, and maybe it gets to his head. Uh, this is going to be quite odd. In military history, there's this thing called the Napoleon Complex. Now, Napoleon Bonaparte was a guy that was a leader in, the, in France, a very strong leader, very good military leader, but he was notoriously known for having a bad temper and having like what we call small man syndrome because he's short and got very angry and he was literally well I don't know some people say he wasn't really short but anyway it it becomes a Napoleon complex because he had an ego problem so yeah you got Toussaint that maybe getting the same kind of the wrong kind of arrogance and, and cockiness he invades the Spanish colony on the other side of Saint Domingo as I said, the colony was the the whole island was divided in two, and then he frees slaves there. Okay, and then what he goes even further to do is he starts a constitution, which is okay to do. It's smart to do. Maybe the problem is he signed, he basically makes himself the governor for life, which is a very strange thing to attempt to do, and it's going to attract the wrong kind of attention. So at the same time, we've got, um, as I said, Napoleon that's now in France. So Napoleon says, no, my boy, this isn't going to happen. And he goes to Saint-Domain and he removes Toussaint from office. And in obviously May 1802, very sadly, Napoleon attempts to reestablish slavery in the French colonies. So Toussaint comes to a very sad end. And you know, guys, if you know South African history, when I think of Toussaint's story, I tend to see a lot of overlaps with um, um Steve Biko. Now, if you know about Steve Biko's story, you might understand what I'm doing. Maybe worth your time to go and find out and see if you can find the overlaps of what I'm speaking about here. So Toussaint in, ends up, like Steve Biko's story, dying in under in prison and under terrible circumstances. Very sad end to his to his life. But again, you can well imagine we've seen it work. We've gone through so much. We're not going to become slaves again. Fair enough. So what do you think happens again? Another slave rebellion occurs in Saint-Domingue. And in 1803, the French forces were defeated. Napoleon uh, loses interest. I get it. Like money, time, effort. And he probably is smart enough to realize this is just going to keep on happening. And is it worth it to me? And so just gives up on it. And I think a lot of the colonies, this ends up being the stories that they end up giving up. And, and that's good in a way. But obviously the damage they've done in, in all the wars is sometimes not so easily repairable. So on the 1st of January 1804, the new state of Haiti was declared independent and one of Toussaint's former generals rules it. So, And what's interesting is the book notes, the first independent state in Latin America, the first 
colonial black led state. Now, the sad thing about this, like that's huge, first uh, post colonial black led state. That's huge. That's big history. That's good history. Uh, the sad thing is, though, when you start looking into what the rest of the world did, Haiti is not a very well developed country. Look, it's an island, but it is a country that has independence and all that. But when you see the state of it, it is so backwards. It is so unfortunately underdeveloped. And part of the reason is all the war suffered. Part of the reason is it's been exploited by the French for the natural resources. And then obviously part of the reason, sadly, is that international countries for years didn't accept or acknowledge its existence. Um, States like America didn't want to work with them. And I've said this very often, and I say this in economics class as well, is that no country can and survive in complete isolation of other countries because we need trade, we need support, we need to share technology, ideas, all of that. And of course, this is the problem of what happens for Haiti. And that's what's so desperately sad about their underdeveloped country is because of all of these things that have come up against them. But in conclusion, the point is, yeah, is that revolutionary ideas did spread from France. Haiti, of course, gets connected to France because it's a colony that France won in a war against Spain, splitting the island. They exploit for the natural resources and coffee and sugar that become so famous. They planted so many slaves there. Uh, And then, of course, the rebellions that rise up, fair rebellions, because everyone has the right to be independent. So you've got on 80 generations of slaves that um, have made that place home. We've got the famous Toussaint that tries to rise up and does good work, but then ends up getting taken down by Napoleon, which is desperately sad because Napoleon eventually gives up on that place. What if he just left Toussaint to develop it the way it should have been developed? It would be a very different country today. And so I think the sad lesson again is this gives an example of what happens when we don't all treat each other with with dignity as human beings. Even if we have differences of opinions and we look different and all of that, this this is the ugly side of humanity, if I can call it that. So there we go, grade 10s. I hope that you find that useful. Please do go and check in textbooks as well. For those schools or students that use the focus history, of course, this was on page, let me just check again. We started on page 113. I'm not sure in other textbooks where it would be. So I hope you find that useful and I will see you at the next lesson.